The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Silence Your Phones. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by your other host, Sean Fritz. Sean Fritz. With I the don't know why you need an echo. To the side. I'm going to give you an echo. I don't know why you need it, but Sean Fritz, here he is. It's like the hype man. Sean Fritz, hey! Sean Fritz, hey! It's like, I need I need a DJ clue. <laughs> you need to get some of those sound, the sounds on your little your pad over there. Oh, I pew, pew, have pew. some sounds. There you go. Um, yeah, we, we should start loading stuff or, you know, what we could do, dude, is maybe start loading up, um, little sound bites from the movies we talk about. And like, you could just drop them here and there throughout the, the narrative while we're talking about the movie spice That's a lot of work. You're like, I'm already putting in the mood, the, the time to watch the thing. Okay. And then talk about it minutes, afterwards. I spent five minutes prepping this morning. What more do you want from me? <laughs> Oh, God, I spent uh, a little bit over uh, about two hours prepping this morning because uh, that's when I watched the movie. So, well, I mean, I did that yesterday, but yeah. Oh, God, dude, the last time I saw this movie, I, it had been a long time ago. So let's jump right into it. So people know what we're talking about. Uh, this time we're talking about a classic sports drama. We're talking about Hoosiers. These six individuals have made a choice to work, a choice to sacrifice, put themselves on the line, represent you, this high school. This is your team. Hoosiers. They needed a second chance to finish first. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the championship game. You're not the new coach. Are you expecting somebody different? Younger. Well, those of you who don't know, my name is Norman Dale. I coached college ball for 10 years, but it's been 12 years since I've blown this. In the illustrious history of the Indiana High School basketball tournament. That's a hell of a team you had there. You knew that team? I know everything there is to know about the greatest game ever invented. With a pint size hardly big enough for three syllables, Hickory Huskers enrollment 64. Out of here. Right now. You're kicking me out? Yes. Don't come back until you learn to keep your mouth shut and listen. Take on the defending state champions, the Mighty Bears of South Bend Central. Run you off the boards. You got to squeeze them back in the paint. Make them chuck it from the cheap seats. Already calling this the game of the century. I've seen them, the real sad ones. They sit around the rest of their lives talking about the glory days. News people from all over the Middle West are here to witness Hoosierland's version of the Cinderella story. It's got to work out this time. Now that's it for good. The starting lineup for the Huskers. Well, my boys only know basketball, farming, and school. 
a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. You put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be. I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. I love you guys. Gene Hackman, Barbara Hershey, Dennis Hopper, Hoosiers. They needed a second chance to finish first. Um, yeah, it had been a dude. I think the last time I saw this movie, I was probably like 12, mm. 13. It's been that long. This was my first feeling. Really? You've so, never seen yeah. this movie? I, I hadn't. I, I had heard wow. about it. And you know, different people saying different things, and and I knew Gene Hackman was in it, uh, a younger Gene Hackman. Not yeah. that he's, you know, I mean, the man. I think was wasn't he part of like World War II Iwo Jima storming the beach or something? Was he? Uh, let's pretend until we'll get, I can. We'll get there cancel. to the cast. Yeah, we'll get th- we'll, we'll get yeah. there when we get to cast. We'll see what what's going on in his past. Um, yeah, but, ho- holy cow, yeah. dude, to know that this is your first time seeing this is crazy. For me, it feels like these. this is one of the movies that like, if you were born in America, you saw it when you were growing up as a kid from like maybe my generation and a few of the, you know, a few of the generations under as well. Because even my brothers have all seen this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And it's one of those movies that kind of feels like, I don't know, it was always there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, like I mean, we all it's a classic movie. In our past, uh, like when you're a kid, you have all those movies from when you're a kid. Like, yeah, Never Ending Story. Um, yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, yeah. Um, When's the last time I saw that? Jeez. Oh, Bed Knobs uh, and Broomsticks, dude. Did you ever see that when you were a kid? No. And I and I only found out that this movie existed recently. And I'm like, Get I need out. to see this movie. Yeah, dead serious. Oh, put it on the list, dude. Put it on it's, the list. This is another movie, again, kind of like Hoosiers. I haven't seen since I was a kid, but it feels like a staple. It feels like this was something that everybody saw when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And, and you know, Kevin Smith was supposed to do a remake of it, like a modernization, but that obviously oh that didn't God. happen. You know what? That's scary to say because there's certain movies that, for me, shouldn't have remakes. And I don't know, like... Again, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so maybe it's just the rose-colored glasses, that kind of nostalgia thing. But I don't know if that's a movie you want to remake. It felt like a, it felt, it felt perfect. Maybe we'll change our minds if we do watch it for this show. But yeah, dude, um, doesn't that have Angela Lansbury in it? Yeah, dude. I thought so. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. This was this was Who Framed Roger Rabbit before Roger Rabbit, man. This was adults or adults. This was living, like video interacting with cartoons. It's awesome. Anyway, so this movie Hoosiers again to me feels like it was something that was like the staple of of society or pop culture or or you know just just American culture because it's one of those movies that easily is ranked amongst those kind of inspiring sports films, right? Like Miracle or or um Remember the Titans, uh Feel the Dreams, these kinds of mm-hmm. movies. This one's right up there with them. Rudy uh so yeah it's it's surprising dude i'm really surprised you had not seen this before i think it's one that i had i mean i had known about its existence i had meant to get to it i just 
hadn't at that time. So, dude, this is going to be interesting. Let's get right into this movie. Okay, let's get into the plot. Google says Hoosiers is a failed coach, uh, a failed college coach, Norman Dale, gets a chance at redemption when he is hired to direct the basketball program at a high school in a tiny Indiana town. After a teacher persuades star player Jimmy Chitwood to quit and focus on his long neglected studies, Dale struggles to develop a winning team in the face of community criticism for his temper and his unconventional choice of assistant coach, Shooter, a notorious alcoholic. So coach played by Gene Hackman, uh, that teacher was Barbara Hershey and shooter, the alcoholic by Dennis Hopper. Um, yeah, this is, this is basically our plot. This is what we're seeing here, you know, and through it, we see a lot of those main points they just talked about here in this, this kind of Google summation of it, um, are things that play out over an entire film where we watch the journey of, uh, you know, a high school team come from the bottom and get to the top. That's yeah, it's it's yeah it's pretty much like we said it's uh it's just uncovering a lot of details uh you know throughout the movie of the different people the you know the the, the gene hackman character norman what's his yeah. name um, dale norman dale by the way why don't they ever call him mr dale no clue they and don't respect kids. this dude he's an outdoor he's an outsider dude yeah but here's the funniest thing haha funny like uh, <laughs> this takes place in the in 1951. Yep. Um, what parent wouldn't have backhanded their kid for treating an adult this way? Well, maybe they're the kind that where the parents agree with the kids, like this guy is a complete outsider. He doesn't belong here. We don't want him here. And he better know his place. Like this is a town where we're used to, we're mm -hmm. used to this, this, you know, a certain type of way. And if you're going to come in here and try to change things up and do things your way, you're it's, you're, we're not going to take, you know, we're not going to take a liking to you. They, the town will not take kindly to that. True. That's what we see here. Gene Hackman comes in as this guy who, you know, is coming from the college world, but the college world from over 10 years ago, because since then he had been in the Navy, right? Um, a lot isn't really discussed about his past, except for maybe that he, you know, he had some issues with, with his temper and some, some, you know, he had to be removed from, from a position or whatever. So like, that's basically all we have of this guy throughout this movie. And when he gets here um, again, he's getting here to this town because the guy running the school, the guy running the, uh, is he like a Dean or something? The principal knows you know, him that's from, from their past. That that's not really or school board or something. Who knows? Yeah. He was an administrator of sorts, I would imagine. So, um, you know, he gets here and he was asked to come here because the original coach of this team in this tiny town in, in Indiana uh, died in a car accident. But this guy was very well liked. Like he was a coach that this that the town loved, you know, and this is one of these towns where everyone knows everyone. The second you sneeze, the person across town says, bless you, because they heard about it right away. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. <laughs> tr word travels fast. Um, so he comes into this town already an outsider and immediately his interactions. The first one is with, you know, the principal saying, hey, you know, welcome to the. Oh, no, not yet. He's trying to get there. He's trying to get to the principal's office. And before he does, he comes in contact with the teacher. And this woman is basically like, oh, you're the new coach. And they have a, an interaction where, you know, 
She's kind of surprised to see he's older than she thought he was going to be, but she's also kind of bristly immediately because she just knows what this town's like and she's not looking forward to having this coach here. And we find out later it's because there's a kid in this town who's like the Michael Jordan of the town and she's trying to protect him and not, you know, have him focus on his studies instead of just basketball because she doesn't want him to become a, just like a, a hometown hero stuck in the hometown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. so she doesn't want him to peak too early so there's this bristly attitude she has with him and he gets he kind of takes offense to it and makes a comment and she takes offense to that uh he goes up and meets with the principal and this is where we get the understanding that they knew each other um and you know you're here to coach our team and get us back on a winning track because they have not been doing too well uh recently and we find out because her their star player wasn't yep. playing all he was doing was shooting hoops on sand and making yeah making uh two points every single time yeah because his dad died his mom was sick and um the person who was his father figure was the coach so he Mm -hmm. took the 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 coach's death hard so he hasn't played since and um you know there there's a guy that's kind of an interim coach he's part of the this maybe this council of town folk the, the, the men of the town that kind of say, Hey, you know, the sheriff's there, a lot of the businessmen, they're the ones that basically say, Hey, this is how our town runs. And they hold this meeting with this new coach to kind of get a feel for him and say, Hey, you know, this is how this town runs. And I love this scene too, when this happens, because they're all talking and saying, this is what's happening. This was happening. And Gene Haxman is just watching everyone. Doesn't say a word. Doesn't mm-hmm. say a word when they're done talking. He goes, all right, it was, uh, it was good talking to you guys. And he just leaves. <laughs> Mm-hmm. he's like he didn't say a word he's like yeah, gets out of there you guys um but that's what we get we get that this town likes to do the things that they want to do and the way this coach is coming in already rubs them the wrong way because he is the same way i'm going to do things the way i want to do them and well, he's brought in to, to do a job and i you can completely appreciate that 100 percent, dude 100 percent and uh the first thing that happens is when he walks to the first practice these kids are there practicing and the interim coach, this one dude's there and, and coach comes up to him and is just like, all right. So, uh, oh no, at first he gets the, he, he's, he, he's just standing there with the whistle and the guy's like, oh, coach, we decided to start without you. We're doing this. We're doing this. You might want to do it this way. And the coach is like, all right. Uh, first thing is, is, uh, you're relieved. You can go ahead and go home. Now. <laughs> and everybody's like, uh, excuse me. Um, so much so that these kids are like, we ain't sticking around. Peace out. So two kids, mm-hmm. like one kid's kind of like an asshole and he, he takes off and pulls another one with him, kind of talks him into it. And Hackman's just like, peace. I'm good. Let's start to get to work, kids. Right. Um, and we see it's this kind of group of kids that are, you know, what, maybe six players, seven players in total. But now it's six, uh, five and a half, five and a half, because there's this one dude that's oh wait, it's four and a half. Yeah, there was seven total players. Oh, that's right. Two of them left, and they called the equipment manager slash player a, a, half. a half because he's super short and yeah. doesn't play. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man, we we this is our team and this is our coach, and so now coach is going to play them hard. He's going to have them do the drills he wants them to do. He has certain rules on how you're going to play the game, um, and he's riding them. He's. I mean, have you ever played? Do you ever play high school basketball? Uh, I've played basketball in a high school. I was also in high school at the time, but uh, no, I did other competitive sports. Okay. Um, I mean, basketball is, basketball is, is kind of 
I mean, it's a team sport, but there, you know, with some synergy, but there is also a little bit of individualism to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, so like, uh, so it's, it's a unique sport for that. Um, I mean, like football is, which I played in the, in the fall is very much a team sport. Everybody has to do everything in sync. Um, track is a, is an individual sport, even if you are on a, you know, a relay team, which I did in the spring. And then uh, a very, uh, a team-based sport, but it's individual performance dictates it, uh, I, which is amateur wrestling, which I did in the fall and in, in the winter, excuse me. Um, and it is like, you're all eyes are on you. Yeah. You know, every for, for five or six minutes. Yeah, dude, I played basketball and I remember a lot. So I'm watching Gene Hackman. I'm watching coach put these guys through drills. And I remember every one of them, every single drill we saw in here was a legit drill. I remember doing, you know, the ball passing the, where you got to pop it immediately. As soon as you get it, um, the defensive drills where you're, you know, looking like a crab going back and forth with your arms mm-hmm. up and down uh, left and right um, suicides watching them run suicides. I was like, Oh my God, I remember getting shin splints from suicides. They were so painful. Um, I didn't see a three man weave though. No, no, I didn't see that yet. I didn't see that been invented, I guess. Yeah, maybe not. I noticed there wasn't a three point line either. So I guess that's, a lot that's of true. Was, was very good and accurate, right? There was no time shot clock. There was no three point line. Um, no, I loved it. There was, there was no, uh, what is it? Um, where you have to, dribble or pass it, like you can't freeze the ball what is that like the five second rule or whatever oh yeah is that what that is i don't even know Something anymore like dude yeah. i followed <laughs> basketball in a while um I, that's that's what i remember i don't remember if that was i, I they, because at the end of the final game they oh just, you mean when you're passing it inbounds no 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 when you're when the ball is in play yeah you can't just hold the ball for 30 seconds oh <laughs> like and not dribble or pass it Gotcha. Like you can dribble for gotcha. Gotcha. however long you want. I mean, within yeah. the shot clock and in current basketball, but there's no, um, but you know, if you dribble and stop, you got to get rid of it or it's whatever yeah. delay of game. Whether you were, yeah. Is. And you get double teamed. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, I'm watching them do this and I just remember thinking to myself, man, like a, I, not, not much had changed from that era up until when I was playing. Cause I remember doing all of those, those drills, um, I don't know. I mean, I couldn't even tell you if that's a lot of those are basics. I'm sure are still there, right? Like you still have to do a lot of that stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what we see. We see him take these kids, you know, and get them working and start developing them. We also see that there are, there is one of the guys, um, one of the guys that walked off the one that kind of begrudgingly walked off his dad brings him back to practice. Uh, and it's just like, you know, he, my son's got something to say to you. The kid apologizes, says he's there to play. He, he wants to play. And then this, this guy becomes kind of like, uh, an assistant with, with Hackman's character. Cause the, he wrangles all of the men, the men folk out of the gymnasium. They all came mm-hmm. in to be like, what are you doing with our team? You know, you're not doing it the right way. And he's like, come he's on the guys, get out of here. Yeah. He's the voice of reason that can speak with basketball and he can speak to the town folk who, yep. Are just a bunch of busybodies, quite honestly. Yep. We also find out that one of the kids has a father who is this guy shooter. He's a he's a drunk. He's a town drunk. Um, but he was a town drunk that used to play basketball himself, and he was actually a very good basketball player when he played. Um, and he's got the mind for it. He's got he he's a he's one of these guys that looks at the at the court and can tell you this is what you need to do to address what's happening on the court. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got the mind for it, except he's the town drunk and he, he embarrasses his kid. You know, there's a lot of scenes in this movie that show where this kid's very embarrassed by having his dad around and his dad doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Gene Hackman knows like there's something, you know, this guy's got something. If he could clean himself up, you know, you've got the kind of mind that we need to make our team better. Um, so that's one of the, the kind of storylines that plays in this. Uh, the other storyline playing in this is he starts to kind of develop a love hate relationship with this teacher that he encountered the first day. Um, you know, she's adamant that she does not want this, you know, this boy, that's the Michael Jordan of the town to play. She thinks he's, he should be protected. And um, Hackman's like, I don't care if he plays, to be honest with you. I really don't. I could care less. You've got me wrong. You don't know who I am. You've got me all figured out wrong. Um, so we watch their kind of relationship develop throughout this film. Um, but we also see that no matter what he's doing, um, he's not making friends in this town. They they take their basketball serious in Indiana and especially in smaller towns. So when they see this coach come in and, and one of their first games, um, nobody's shooting the ball because the co- coach's rule is you have to pass the ball four times before you take a shot. And uh, it's not good. The team's getting slaughtered and the town's not happy. Well, in the some of the coaches start to, or some of the players also start to, yeah, you know, not listen for, to, and they make, you know, it's successful, yeah. but it's completely contrary to what he wants. And therefore he starts to evoke disciplinary action. And that's what I love. And you have to respect is that mm-hmm. regardless, now it didn't even come down to whether or not they're going to win the game. So they go into halftime, losing the game and everyone's pissed off and he's telling them stick to the plan. You know, you're supposed to pass the ball four times before you shoot, blah, blah, blah. They head out one kid, like you said, just starts doing his own thing, shooting immediately, scoring, scoring, scoring. And instead of being like, all right, cool, we're winning. Hackman's like, you guys need to know that I'm the boss, regardless of what's going on. And so he says, yo, you sit and he sits him. And about, you know, almost towards the end of the game, you're, you're, I'm thinking it's the last quarter of the game. One of the other kids files out. So they don't have enough players on, on, on the court. Now there's four players. And so the, the kid who was disciplined jumps up and is ready to run in and happens like, ah, where do you think you're going? Have a seat. And this is when we get this kind of, Oh, this is the kind of coach he is. This is, mm-hmm. you know, trust the process kind of a coach yeah philadelphia uh, 76ers (laughs) but he does it dude like he tells him what's up and the town doesn't like it um and so we see that they all band together to unanimously try to get this coach kicked out like we don't want you here again bunch of busybodies yeah he's not happy about it but he's like you know what I'll confront him. I'm going to go yeah. stand up and we'll, we'll do this. So they have a town meeting and they're, they're all voting to kick him out. And he says he has, you know, last words type of thing. And he says, you know, he's proud of the team and where they've come because, you know, up to this point, they are doing better. They're starting to play a little bit better. They're, you know, um, you're, you're seeing them be a little bit more cohesive. But right before this, this town meeting, the uh, uh, Myra, the, love interest slash mm-hmm. we find out the acting principal. Yeah. Uh, digs up some dirt on, on um, Norman, yeah. Mr. Dale, coach Dale. Yep. And uh, of, of his past where he uh, karate chops uh, one of his players in the jaw. Mm-hmm. And then he's kicked out of New York coaching of any kind and goes to the Navy, I guess. Yeah. For 10, yeah. 10 years, 10 years to uh, straighten himself out. 
little late, but okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, the, with all of that in mind, they're like, we're kicking you out. And he gives his speech about like how he's proud of the boys and he doesn't regret a thing. And uh, they're like, okay, cool. You're still voted out. All of a sudden, here comes Michael Jordan. He shows up <laughs> and he's like, um, I want something to say. And they're like, let's listen to what this kid says. Cause this kid looks at the, this town looks at this kid, like the savior, like, mm-hmm. okay, if you're going to talk, we're going to listen to you. little high schooler, you go ahead and talk. Yeah. The children are telling the adults what's up at this point, which <laughs> all right, Lord of the flies. <laughs> and he's just like, I think I'm ready to play ball again. And everybody's like, motherfucking yes. Like we're winning the championships mm-hmm. now that you're on board. Hell yeah. And he's like, with one condition, uh, he's got to be our coach. If he's not our coach, I'm not playing. And they're like, but we already voted immediately, dude. Somebody's like, well, let's do a revote <laughs> like mm-hmm. immediately right away. Let's just change the rules to <laughs> to everything in this movie. Let's change the rules. Um, so they do the revote and obviously he's back in. So now he's going to coach. And in his in his mind, he wants to help the town out. He wants to help these people out. He wants to bring them this glory. Uh, but he knows he's going to do it his way. He's going to enlist in the alcoholic father as well. He's like, look, you're a brilliant mind. Clean yourself up. Get out here. Help us out uh, and stop embarrassing your kid. Also, like stop being a dick. Mm-hmm. So he does, you know, Dennis Hopper shows up. They're not sure if they could you know, trust him. Um, and his very first game, you know, and this is before the whole voting thing that happens though, his very first game, he gets kicked out, right? Like the, 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 the coach gets kicked out the first game that Hopper's there to be assistant mm-hmm. coach for. Uh, so Hopper has to step up and he fails. He can't, he can't well, he's also nursing occasion. a wicked hangover and withdraws. Yeah. You know, so um, he's, he's trying, but then yeah. all the immense pressure of everything. So that's another story is this is this dude that we want to see redeemed. And that plays out through this film. We end up seeing him go on a bender one last time. They're like, you really need real help. We're, you're, you don't need the kind of like, you know, uh, small town help where we're like dunk your head in water and then just kind of slap your face around. Put on a shave and, and like smack some sense into you. Yeah. Just stop drinking. Right. Just stop. That's all you have to do is just stop. Uh, they end up putting him in a hospital and that's where he's going to get clean. So we, we get all of these kinds of redeem. This movie is full of like these redeeming things, right? Like these people searching for and getting redemption. Um, but this all plays out again to this team getting better and better going to sectionals, regionals and finals. And each time they, they make it a, a step up, we get this moment of doom and gloom. Like, could this be the end? Like, oh no, what's going to happen now, right? There's a fight in which... Uh, one of the guys gets his shoulder cut up pretty badly. So now that comes into play later when he's injured and they're like, oh no, you got to play through it kind of thing. Well, that, that, that happened when his dad showed up. Yeah. Hammered. Yeah. And he was so, you know, and, and so all of these things, we see these guys kind of fight and fight and fight and fight and they get all the way to the finals. And now they're at this, I mean, it's monster. This stadium is, I mean, this, this gymnasium is bigger than anything they've ever seen before. Um, it's an arena at that point. Yeah. The crowd's going to be monstrous. They are playing a team that looks like a college team compared to them as high schoolers. Mm -hmm. Well, I think part of it too, is it's 1952 at this point. Yeah. Um, and it's, you got, honestly, you have call it what it is. You have a bunch of white boys, farming white boys, and now they're playing a team made up of not only white 
but black athletes. Yes. And, and it's a whole different dynamic as well. And that's the, one of the things I loved about this is there was a lot of his, like historically accurate depictions was this right. When we saw the small town, I made a comment to Aaron. There was one black boy in that entire small town of white people. And he was the guy playing the drums for the, for the high school band. He was playing the big uh, bass drum uh, mm. and that's it. Like when you looked at that entire crowd it was all white. Right. Mm. And that, I mean, that was the time it, it was still segregated. Um, Very much. So, so yeah, you're right. Now they're coming up against, you know, athletes that they're not used to playing who are literally destroying them. And again, we get the halftime we're down, we're beaten, but now it's time to find that inspiration, right? We got to dig deep and do what we know how to do and let's start doing it. And they do, they start battling back. They're playing better all the way down to the last few moments of the game where it's literally down to a shot. This is what all these movies are made to be is this kind of like Cinderella story, right? Coming from the bottom, make it to the top coach calls a play and all he notices his team is dejected. And instead of being the, and again, this is another kind of moment of like, Oh, this is great. Instead of being like, I'm the coach. What I tell you my law, right? Mm-hmm. I laid this shit down at the beginning of the movie. Weren't you paying attention? Um, he looks at his team is re- realizes they're dejected and this time wants to hear from them what's going on. Right. And they're like, coach, give it to Michael Jordan. He can do this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, horse Grant never made the last shot of any NBA finals. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or Steve <laughs> Kerr. Actually, Steve Kerr might have, I think he may have. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't go. He doesn't go. Hell no. This is my rules. He just goes, all right, boys, do what you got to do. Boom. And then, and then we see it. We see that kind of slow motion kids watching the clock he's being guarded real tight he got he pulls up starts to drive stops pulls up shoots last seconds of the game we watch it fly through the air slow motion and swoosh goes in place erupts the tiniest high school in all of indiana beats the biggest school in indiana and they they are now the state champs boom yeah and end of movie pretty much feel good movie and we know like where we're assuming Dennis Hopper's character, the drunk, is going to get better. By the time we see him, he's been listening to the game, but he's looking better than he was when he was first in the hospital, uh, looking like he was going through heroin withdrawals. Um, this is our movie. This is this is Hoosiers, dude. What did you think? I, uh, the story was easily followed. You know, mm-hmm. if we're talking about the plot, yeah, it made perfect sense. Um, you could you could really figure out the characters. You could figure out the progression of the story the development of the characters, the uh, uncovering of, uh, of, of, you know, development of the character, the furthering of the characters, you know, um, um, with, uh, with the, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the missus Teacher. of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mer- Mira, Myra, you know, with her softening over time with, um, you know, coach Dale softening as well, trusting his, you know, tr- going from trusting himself and his coaching to, a hybrid of that and trusting his players. Uh, and, you know, at, at one point in the finals, there was a point where they also said, we need to switch who we're guarding. Yeah. Which we saw that in, uh, you know, remember the Titans where uh, what's his face, uh, a young white me baby face says, I can't guard this guy, put PD in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, so, so there's some of that, you know, I, I, I can't do it, but this person I, I think can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so it goes from more of a, 
demanding to a, a um, like a cohesive uh, unit, kind of like what he was talking about at the beginning of the movie. You know, every player has to, it's not a, a player's game. It's a team game and the players have to play together. So, right. so you really kind of saw that subtly saw that kind of coming into play. Um, and, and you also saw a lot of the, the, the external um, external events uh, of the game influencing the players before, during, and after each game, you know, mm-hmm. where, where, um, you know, shooter shows up hammered and his son is obviously invisibly shaken to the point where he can't concentrate anymore. He's more and, aggressive, and very aggressive. You know, it doesn't lead to anything good, obviously. And, you know, that kind of perpetuates through the rest of the, the, the series of the games. And, um, you know, so it's, there are some, some overcoming obstacles and, and, and definitely, um, you know, ways to uh, uh, vehicles in which to further uh, well-placed vehicles, like, you know, Gene Hackman gets thrown out of the game on purpose. And then he wants shoot because he wants, he wants shooter to, you know, realize and see the confidence and build his confidence, which works, but then it backfires. Yeah. Um, You know, and, and so there's, you know, and you see his progression in the, um, you know, at, in rehab as well. So it's, it, it's, it's kind of nice uh, uh, in the way it's all laid out. It, it really flows. It's just a, it's just a, an A to B story. You know, it's not, you don't bounce around too much. You don't have a lot of flashbacks, um, but you just have information that's, that's learned. So yeah, it's, it's, I thought it was really well done, well told and, and, and such. Sweet, sweet. Let's jump into the cast. So straight up, we start with Gene Hackman as Coach Norman Dale. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a huge Gene Hackman fan, dude. I really am. I mm-hmm. love when I see Gene Hackman on film. I just feel like he's one of these characters, even though he's Gene Hackman. Like you see him, right? When you see him in the role, you don't see Gene Hackman. You start to see the character. He he slides into that character very well. Yes, it's so good, dude. He's got such a way of kind of becoming a chameleon so you forget you're watching. Because there's some people you watch when they act and you're just like, oh, well, it's this person and you continue to watch him and it's this person, right? Like Vince Vaughn is always Vince Vaughn, right? When he acts. Um, but like, yeah, dude, Jing Hackman's dope. And, and, and when it yeah, I did say he was dope. And when it came in his acting, his acting skills are dope. Um, yeah. but dude, Norman Dale, this character had it for me, reminded me very much of Remember Bobby Knight. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, that, I do. I, I could see the fiery temper, to that kind of like, you know, and I loved it, but I also, also, he kind of reminded me of my, uh, junior, you know, junior high and see he i think he was senior high coach too coach of our basketball coach mm-hmm. um i remember him having this kind of like this is what you boys need you know what i mean and he came from that kind of old school and it would have surprised me if maybe like he was influenced by watching hoosiers and loving this movie like that made him be this way because i re- there was so much watching this now i just kept going like oh man that reminded me of coach you know that reminded me of him just the way he did this or did that and it was just like this is how it's got to be kind of a thing um, so yeah, for me, Gene Hackman just kills it in this role. Yeah. I, I mean, Gene Hackman, by the way, enlisted in the Marines in 1949. So wow, a little, little off there, but not, not far off. I, still, I, he served, reason, huh? Yeah. I, and I thought he was, I, I don't know why I thought that, I guess, I, I don't know. Um, I didn't quite get the, and maybe because he was nervous, 
but the, 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 the chuckles at the beginning of the movie, like that standard Gene Hackman chuckle. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't quite understand that choice, but I guess maybe he was just express outwardly expressing some nervousness of being the new guy, the new kid. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Interesting. The, uh, but yeah, I, I heard a, an interview with Jamie Kennedy one time because they were in enemy of the state together. And he said, Gene Hackman has the biggest hands of any man he's ever seen. <laughs> and I mean, Jamie Kennedy's not, a, he's not six foot four. Right. But, right. You know, he, he's a little, he's shorter than I am. Um, but, but just, you know, just picturing, imagining Gene Hackman, a man with the size of, I mean, well, when he put his hands on Barbara Hershey's like, like my hands don't even go from like the top of my head to the bottom of my jaw, <laughs> but his eclipsed her entire side of her face. Um, but, but also like to your point, Gene Hackman's acting is dope. He is <laughs> when he is, a, when he plays an evil character, oh, yeah. holy shit, you are frightened. Yes. He is awesome. menacing. Yeah. Um, even in this, he was tough. And in certain times I was like, man, I mm-hmm. remember being again, very kind of intimidated by coach in that way. And that's it's just how it came across in this character. Yeah. He just not as menacing. His character didn't call for someone to be as, as menacing as, you know, other character, other actor, other, what's the word I'm looking for? Other characters that he has played. Yeah. Um, these are some cool little things too, about Gene Hackman. Apparently in the late seventies, he competed in sports car club of America races, driving an open wheeled formula Ford in 83. He drove a Dan Gurney team Toyota in a 24 hours Daytona endurance race. And he also won the long beach grand prix celebrity race. I wonder if him and Paul Newman were, were, um, car guys together. Yeah. It says Hackman is also a supporter of the Democratic Party, and he was proud to be included on Nixon's enemies list. <laughs> and yet, um, ironically, there's a picture of him with President Reagan on, on his Wikipedia that's page. That's what it says here, that however, he has spoken fondly of Republican Reagan, uh, uh, President Ronald Reagan, probably because he was an actor, right? I wonder if they knew each other at some point back in the day, or maybe they two different age groups. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I think Reagan Reagan's heyday was in the fifties, as we found out in back to the future. Um, and I think some early, early to mid sixties, uh, I don't know if he had done as much in the seventies and obviously in the eight, uh, because he was also governor of California for a stretch. And he, I mean, granted, he was also friends with the rat pack. And, uh, even when he was governor, dude, this is him in. This is insane, dude. He is 92 years old. He's still kicking. In January mm-hmm. 2012, he was 81 years old. He was uh, riding a bicycle in the Florida Keys when he was struck by a pickup truck. He made a full recovery, and he's still an active cyclist as of 2018 at the age of 88. God, you what, could what, be so lucky, right? What that sentence is missing is that <laughs> after he was hit, he got up, pulled the driver out, ripped the door off of the truck, <laughs> pulled the driver out by his collar, proceeded to beat his right? ass with his gigantic hands. <laughs> and he slapped him, but it felt like punches because they're gigantic. Oh, and, uh, funny, and then laid back down for the, uh, once the, uh, once the adrenaline, le- you get the idea. Too funny, man. Dean um, Hackman is a man's man. And I would not want to cross him even at what 88 <laughs> years old. Uh, Barbara Hershey, 92. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Hershey. So, um, 
last we saw her was on the natural oh that's right before hoosiers this was that was two years before hoosiers uh yeah. but so barbara hershey again she plays i i liked her character she was very believable as this because she played a character who was a hometown girl right she grew up in this hometown however she talks about having gone to, away to college for three years and then graduate school um and so don't forget we're talking about this was taking place in mid 50s like the early 50s so so when she's referring to when she went away and came back you're talking about probably about mid to late 40s and it's very rare to hear about women going on to further their education right and th there's a, a a back and forth between her and hackman where he says like he's surprised that she went to school and she's like oh you're surprised and he even says to her do you ever think about just getting married like why don't you just do the normal thing kind of a thing? Um, but she plays this kind of stronger woman. She, the way she played the woman was a woman who comes with that kind of ex life experience, but knowing I wanted to get out, I wanted to do this. However, my mom got sick. I have to come back. I have to come back and take care of her. And it's not that bad of a thing because I do love the small town. I do love knowing that there's a reassurance that, things don't change things are this way here you know what i mean so and and i thought her performance was good it came across very well yeah i i mean yeah there were some she was just kind of stone cold and not the glass drop kind uh <laughs> the glass break kind but you know she was she was just like maybe hardened to outsiders but yeah. so was everybody else she was just more outward because more protected because like you said at the time i think a lot of the a lot of those things that you just referenced were lost on a lot of people uh, mm -hmm. who don't have the background and context of, of um, you know, the, the plight of, of the quote unquote traditional woman of the 1940s and fifties. Um, but that, if that's that time frame, if it's right after post-World War II, you know, when all the men came back, mm -hmm. I mean, um, you know, she goes off to college and does her dad come back from the war or was he? No, you know, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, it was uh, there was a lot of. It, it was serviceable, uh, I mean, better than serviceable. It, it, it worked well for the, the, the movie, you know, because you could see that character growth. Mm -hmm. um, but the ice starts to melt a little as the movie continues to go on. She starts to really see Jen Hackman for who he is and like like the, the true him like like she sees he's actually good for the town he's good for these boys and you can see that just on the way she looks sometimes the way she was starting to look at him so i think when you can convey that like when you can look at her face and know what she's thinking that she's starting to think it's starting to, to dawn on her that you know oh i get what he's doing now just by the way she looks like that's good to me that kind of acting you know yeah she's emoting yeah uh, sure well uh, for sure. Okay. Dennis Hopper, dude, as shooter. So at first, okay, I love Dennis Hopper. And he's for me, one of the greater actors of our time. But mm -hmm. at first, doesn't he come off as a caricature? Like we're watching like uh, a Broadway play kind of a thing. And he comes across as that caricature wino with the oversized you know coat and the you know what i mean and and the hat the gloves that, yeah like totally looks like a caricature dude mm -hmm. oh yeah well and, and you but know i guess that's like he's the got point a, he's got like a nursery rhyme for everything <laughs> you know when he needs he's like can i uh, get any scratch? All wisdom and it's all wisdom too like mm -hmm. when he was telling him what he needed to do with the team right and the team they're about to face it was all in in, in rhyme 
like like a like a, a riddle he's like edrigan yes yes exactly but dude he was um he's he, again once you get past that once you get passed up so when i say a caricature well it's because if you think about it like the idea of that drunken kind of wino hobo styled guy is taken from this era is taken from the great after the great depression and you know past the the 30s into the 40s so even the 50s it's still kind of a leftover remnant of what this care these kinds of, of guys look like in these small towns um so yeah at first it comes across as this kind of hoboish caricature but now you know you know as as the movie goes on you grow to see him as the person that he is and you see that he's flawed and you see that you know he's dealing with things himself um, and unfortunately, his life has gone down to to the bottle that that's that's his life, because when well, coach comes he, and is just like, what, what's up? He peaked early. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. and he He's keeps talking about high school it. guy. Yeah. And that's what, what yeah. the teacher's trying to protect Michael mm-hmm. Jordan from. She's like, I don't yeah. want you to, to, to get that right. Um, and then, but we see how hard that, that you know, the, the liquor has a hold on him, because when coach is like, listen, I want you to do this. He's excited. I want you to be this cool. I want you to clean up. You know what? I got a suit. Don't worry about it. Uh, you got to stop drinking. And he was just kind of like, what? Like, what does my drinking have to do with anything? Like, what are you kidding me? You know? And it was tough for him. Um, but we see why, because it got, it's been to the point now where it physically is affecting him when he's not drinking. And we see him go through that, through the, the withdrawals, hospitalization. Um, and what a performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in that hospital uh, where he was in recovery, where he was, you know, just shaking and sweating. And and, yeah. and then, I mean, he, you know, he's oversharing in the beginning when he's drunk and, you know, trying to like everybody, if, if we've all probably had a drink or two mm-hmm. more than we should have at some point. And shit, I'm you know, drunk then, now. No, I'm just <laughs> at 11 or twelve thirty on a sunday morning nobody knows that afternoon. <laughs> but he you know the 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 point i'm trying to make here is that he does that thing that everybody who's drunk does he's justifying and oversharing yeah. uh-huh. oversharing to justify you know well, i got a i got a suit i was married in that suit oh, that doesn't matter the story you know mm-hmm. um you know does he have a yellow cup or a blue cup chris right 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 <laughs> Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, and, and the transformation, like you said, the, the more character progression and growth, uh, for this as well. So it's, it's, uh, I, I think it's very good, very serviceable, to the, very, very critical to the plot, to a lot of the, the events that happen with his son in the, in the movie as well. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the various students that, uh, you know, the players that are in this film and the various men of the town that were, you know, not happy with them. Um, one of a couple of the, the standouts in the acting that really I, I enjoyed. Um, I thought all all of the the basketball players did a great job. Right, there was the one that was cocky and decided to take his shots. Um, this kid was great, great, great performance. Um, there was one that was the the uh, religious kid who was constantly praying all the time. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, it gave me a chuckle when when he was he was talking to 
they, first they're talking to, he's talking to coach and they're driving and his dad's driving the bus. Right. And he's talking about how, like, this is the bus they use in the summer. It's painted white for like the revival tents and those different things that they do for the religious mm-hmm. services. But during football season for the high school, it's painted red and his dad drives the bus and his, and Hackman's like, you know, why does he do that? And he's literally like, cause God told him to. <laughs> so later on, there's this scene where he's just like, I think God wants you to do this. And he's like, and he looks at coach has this big cheese grin on his face mm-hmm. and goes out there. I was like, this is great. This, whoever this actor is, I mean, he plays this kid so good because this kid legit, is a church boy from the country that you know what I mean just has mm-hmm. this kind of heart of gold and this kind of like little boy charm with that little grin you know what I, mean? I was just like this is guy this guy's awesome it was it was silly and clever at the same time yeah um you know we have we have I forget what was his name was it Ollie was he the short one the half the half pint which whichever one oh Ollie was that him that was the character. Yeah. 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 That dude, he was great too. You know, uh-huh. very kind of shy. And he played this, he played that, that well, the kid that he knows he's not athletic, he's out there and he wants uh-huh. to help his team, but he's, he knows he's just going to kind of screw it up if he's out there. He knows he's not the, 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 uh, the, the best athlete on the team. Right. Um, Michael Jordan kid's mm-hmm. name was actually Jimmy Chitwood. So this actor for me, I, I, I thought to myself, because I remember it when I was younger, it being a big deal that he was the man, right? Like this mm-hmm. was the main player watching it again as an adult. I was like, he's barely in this movie, except for like when he jumps into the end to play. Why did I remember him being like a big part of the, you know, the but because he's part of the storyline, I guess. He's so he's a big kind part of, of the story. Yeah. yeah, he's present in the story. He's just not much acting. You don't see much happening with him until he finally decides to talk and say he's going to play again. You know, mm-hmm. but then that's it again. He, I think later he talks one more time when he says, I'll take the shot, you know? Yeah. Um, so, okay. He was there. Not there, there was a lot of him in, in the eighties montage, the eighties yes. sports montages. Yes. Um, so there was a lot of that and he was and standing around the people that were in fact talking. So I think that's maybe why you remember it more. Uh, one of the townsfolk that stood up to me is a character actor, um, Chelsea Ross. Mm-hmm. I, I, I watched this movie the second I saw him, like, where do I know this guy from? Pretty much everything, dude. He's like a character actor that's been in all kinds of movies. You know where I recognized him from? Where? The grumpy pitcher who takes Serrano's chicken or takes Jobu from Serrano's yes. locker in Major League. Yes, yes, in Major League. Yeah, dude, he's like he's literally in everything. If you if you go on on Wikipedia, there's a list of movies and you're going to go, oh, I've heard this movie. I've seen this movie. I've heard this movie. I've seen this movie. And he's yeah. in almost all of them. Here's a couple. Uh, I mean, he is the untouchables. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Above the law, Major yeah. League, Bill and Ted's bogus journey, the last Boy Scout, yep. basic instinct, Rudy. Uh, we'll skip Richie Rich, my best friend's <laughs> wedding, primary colors, um, the gift. Yep, the majestic. Wait, um, uh, let's see here. Drag, Drag me, me to hell. hell. Yeah, that's probably your. That's more your speed than mine. But uh, you know, and and the ballad of Buster Scruggs is is uh is a, a new one film, newer yeah. one, yeah. And you know, look, I mean, his TV credits. As yeah, I was well gonna say, have fun with his TV hell. shows, dude. He's been on all, every TV show that's been out there. Yeah, uh, probably not Law and Order CSI, but that's probably yeah. the only one. Tales from the Crypt, Dallas, uh, Chicago Hope, Judging Amy, King of oh. the Hill, Everybody Loves Raymond, Jag, 
Dude, this dude's like in everything, man. My name is Earl, Mad Men, Grey's Anatomy, CSI Miami, NCI. Dude, I mean, so so like this is one of those guys when you see him, you're like, I know who he is. And he's the guy that played the interim coach who had a problem with our coach, who watches our coach kind of fall apart while he's up in the stands, like gleefully watching this, who leads the town in making sure they have the votes. You know, um, he plays this guy perfect. I, I, I really like this dude a lot. He's very in, in the character that he plays is very much a uh, go with the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically the the uh, the the lawyer. Um, uh, I don't know what the word is. The lawyer um, thought theory of don't ask questions that you don't already that you don't know the answer to. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, dude, that's our that's our cast. Do you have anybody else you wanted to talk about? Stand no, up? I think. I mean, th- this is a, a movie that's nearing its 40 year anniversary. So a lot of the character, a lot of the actors are ones that are, it's like that. It's like when we watch the birds there, it's, it's kind of like a, a bridge from one generation of acting yeah. uh, actors and actresses to another. And this is kind of that, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, and a, half of this, half the cast being the the players don't have a link on Wikipedia here because they probably didn't do much before or since. Uh, I mean, one guy is credited as a construction consultant and retired actor. Another is an American motivational speaker and retired actor. So there's the, they, they got some really fresh talent, I guess you could say. Um, but then they didn't, these guys didn't go on to do anything else um, or mu- anything of note, I guess. But um, yeah. And, and, and the other, the acting, the older generation, you know, like Sheb Woolley. I don't know who he played. Was he the, I guess he was the, the guy that brought him in the administrator. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, nobody that was relevant, critical to the story or. To- I know. Um, what's her name? Whoever played, uh, what's the, the mother of the teacher. She was, she was somebody back from the old Hollywood days too, at the time. So again, it's that kind of bridging. Yeah. Hillard older, Gate, um, yeah. No, um, Fern persons persons. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude, let's get into the soundtrack, the score. And the score done by Jerry Goldsmith. We just talked about him a few episodes ago when we watched Patton. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith also does Gremlins, Poltergeist, Alien, Total Recall, Air Force One, LA Confidential. We talked about this the last time we talked about him. Didn't he do the Burbs as well? Did he? Yes. Did, and this is a dude who, like, I mean, if you've watched 80s movies, you've pro- you've definitely heard his stuff. His mm-hmm. his stuff is everywhere. Um, very orchestral. And in this one, this is this has two things that go for it, right? It has an 80s taste. Like you can feel that this is score and orchestral score from the 80s because it has these kind of um identifiers if you will that make it feel like oh this is an 80s kind of score right these kind of when it was kind of upbeat a little bit these dun, 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 you can hear you know and then it also has the classic sports inspirational grandiose rising swells and these things that you need that literally pull at your heartstrings it's, the score in this movie is phenomenal and and i like that it's a score and not um uh, what is it? And soundtrack. not a, uh, yeah, not a soundtrack because I think it would have actually taken away if it had done that. 
Oh yeah. Uh, highway to the danger zone. You couldn't have that playing, you know, you can't have anything like that playing during the, the video game, I mean, the video games during these basketball games. It does make sense though, when you, it, it, to hear the score playing and it, it, it brings you into the, the excitement of the game. You know, it's, 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 it's exciting. It's, it's swelling. It's, it's exploding throughout this movie. I um, mean, like I said, there are moments where there are emotional moments. There are inspirational moments where the score seriously is playing with your heartstrings. There's a few times I'm like, I mean, this is from the guy who also made Rudy. So it makes sense, but there's moments in this movie where you're just like, who's cutting onions, man. Who's mm-hmm. cutting onions. Cause it's, well, it's inspirational. It's, it's that kind of a exactly. Film. It, this is the kind so in for football, we would watch NFL films presents like top 50 tackles or yeah, like yeah. dynasty, you know, those 45 minute, uh, those 45 minute uh, NFL videos that, yeah. you know, we'd watch them, they turn it off, they turn off the lights and then we'd just half of us would try not to snore. <laughs> and, you know, the other half would get real motivated and whatever. And this is kind of that same idea. I mean, you could definitely show this movie right before a basketball game. If you have right before season 45. Yeah. That too. I mean, we would watch like we, here's the thing we watched um, like a highlight reel of, cause when I was in high school, I think it was like the last year that he won his third or fourth state championship or his NCAA championship. We watched highlights of Brock Lesnar at Minnesota University of Minnesota, yeah, yeah. like whooping ass in in the NCAA uh, wrestling tournament, mm-hmm. you know, where you actually can't just throw your opponents around. Which, by the way, he did expertly <laughs> sure. at I'm the sure. same time. Uh, but you know, it, we would watch these things and be like, "Oh, it, with a little bit more work, I could do that too." You know, get the fundamentals down, and uh, you know, that way you're not trying to just, you know, throw someone around with muscle. You're doing technique and right. you know, planning your feet, stepping forward, you know, all that stuff. I mean, this, you could kind of split up the, uh, you know, just do a super cut of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, 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 what, what is the word I'm looking for? The, the, the clip show yeah. uh, portion of the, the, the eighties montages. That's the word or is are hard today? Uh, and, you know, just show that before or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And seriously. it's motivating. I mean, it's, it's a lot like the, what would come later the, or actually before the, the Rocky motivational, uh, are the Rocky monta- training montages and and this and that those use soundtracks instead of just score. But I think this does a great job of doing the score as well. Yeah. And, and again, it's Jerry Goldsmith chef's kiss. No patent theme this time. Do you know? Yeah. But come on something. This, this, this dude's just known for having these iconic scores and Hoosiers. Uh, maybe there's not uh, something that is identifying where you hear it, You're like, Oh, that's the Hoosier score, but it's mm-hmm. still, it's, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not impactful. two sons. Yeah. It's not, you know, two sons or, yeah. yes, you exactly. know, or, you know, the cantina or whatever, but it's, it's, you're like, Oh, that's inspirational soundtrack. Yeah. That must've been from a sports movie. Yeah. Or you listen to it and you're, and then they're like, it's Jerry Goldsmith. You're like, of course, of course. of course, you know, it's gorgeous. Of course it is. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the score. Yeah. I, they wouldn't use this in a um, montage for a uh, debate team movie. <laughs> No, no, not at no, all. Definitely not. More combat right. sports or, you know, or you have to use skill and talent. Not that the big team isn't talent, but, you know, where it's like a, like a gladiator battle of right. sorts. Right, right. Uh, let's get into special effects. Cool. That was awesome. Let's get into our last thoughts. 
There's no special effects in this movie. I mean, I think the most, the only practical effects we had to see was makeup effects when there was blood on the kid's shoulder, but they didn't show us any lacerations. It was just like a ketchup packet or something. I don't know, but it was enough to be surfaceable to the film where you're like, yeah, cool. He cut his shoulder and he's bleeding. He's, I mean, that's what I saw. I don't even think we saw the glass in his shoulder. No, not at all. Nope. Nope. We just saw him walking away with blood on his shoulder. And then later there's that moment where they lift the bandage up and you can see it's a little bloody, but that's about it. Um, But it worked. It looked, I mean, for me, it looked real. I was like, cool. He's really cut. He's hurt. It was, it was far enough away that it was believable. And that's the end of that. That was your, that's your special effects. They they uh, might've had to shoot a scene twice so that the basket went in. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, there was definitely no like special effects happening with baskets here, like the balls going in the baskets, um, which was impressive when there's that scene with Hackman talking to uh, the Jordan, the Michael Jordan kid, because there's a there's they're going back and forth for a while where the kid takes probably five or six shots in a row and nails all of them, nails every single one. Um, so that's pretty impressive. They did cut around that scene a little bit. If a couple did, times, you know, yeah. They would change the the vantage point. Um, yeah. There was one effect, actually, now that I think about it. Oh, really? Uh, at the very end, where there's the little boy just dropping every single bucket as oh, they were doing yeah. voiceovers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Didn't they show him like like he would move, but it would be like a transition from where he was? Like, Was it? Uh, Maybe. Maybe like the... the um the fade the fade effects that where you fade yeah. off maybe i'm not sure i'll have to go back and look at that again but overall i mean there's you know there's not much to talk about in that regard no so and it's talk- an 80s movie so it would yeah. be very obvious it's i mean it's an ed 209 situation yeah. i think if oh also put out by orion films <laughs> um all right let's get into our last thoughts and our rating we're rating this out of um five dramatic turns because this movie is just full of like i said these roller coaster dramatic turns so many moments in this film they give you this will our team make it thing and then they triumph and do or will our character make it and then they he triumphs and does so um out of five dramatic turns you go first this is your first time seeing it so we watched this last night and you know i watched it i enjoyed it uh, she was a little bit more animated about it. She's like, oh my goodness, I hope he makes it. I hope he makes the basket. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they filmed this already. So it's like watching a <laughs> basketball game on tape. But you yeah. never know, right? There's those movies where they don't make it, right? Like the Bad yeah. News Bears don't win the first in the first movie. Well, or like at the end of Remember the Titans, that voiceover. And then Gary died. It's like, yes. what? Yeah. You're like, wait, what? That's like, can you put up, a little, any more emotion into that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the... So she was a little bit more animated. Like I was, I was sitting there and I was, I was very engaged in it. You know, it was very captivating. Uh, the story, as I said earlier, was very, I, I don't know that I found, I mean, there were some things that were like, all right, they went for a walk and he basically face planted on her face <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> and then did another one. And then it was hokey pokey with it. like after, after that with like, yeah. are they a thing? What's the deal here? Um, I mean, he would look at her and see her in the stands. I think at the end of the game, he could have winked at her. Yeah. I think that would have told us a little bit more. A little wave, a little something. Not even a wave, just a wink. Subtlety between the two of them. Yeah. And, you know, that would have been that would have been a little bit more satisfactory, I think. Uh, the uh, this plot is great because it is, uh, it's like, um, if you've ever seen the documentary, We Are Twisted Fucking Sister. No, I know this I is haven't. a weird compar- a comparison and parallel, but 
follow along here with you, please <laughs> strap in listeners we're going for yeah, a ride buckle up you're gonna need yeah i hope you bought the whole seat because <laughs> uh, um so that that documentary goes from the time that they form the band start their regular shows uh decide that they're gonna cross you know go with their twisted sister get up you know a lot of cross-dressing and such wigs makeup and and the, and the like that was common for the time mm-hmm. uh, but never common for gene hackman um <laughs> And uh, you can't slip a pair of uh, Audrey Hepburn gloves around those hands. <laughs> it's not, if you don't three, fit. You need three more rolls of fabric quit. for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, geez. So um, remember I said, buckle up. Uh, so it goes through that progression of Twisted Sister. And then the very end of the movie documentary is when they get their contract for when they put out, we're not going to take it. And because we know everything that happens at that point. Yeah. So the movie ends very abruptly, like a Partridge family song. It's a uh, documentary. You said, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's a film. Okay. Yeah. It's a, a I meant documentary. The, okay. it's committed to film. If that, no, I thought when me I meant film, smarter. I meant like you, like a dramatized version no, 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 of no, no, what no. happened in their lives, you know? Okay, cool. So it's a legit it might be documentary. Re- I'll check it out. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm definitely you would like it. it out. I think I you would it. like it. Yeah. And, um, you know, but it ends like, hey, and, and we won. And that's the end of that. The game's over and cut to a little kid shooting baskets with voiceovers and then a picture of them on the wall. Right. That's like, the legacy. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense um, because they had pictures all over the place in this school. By the way, we're not mm-hmm. tongue straight and it drove me up the wall like the, the class photos and stuff. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's my crazy to deal with. Um you know, but the plot was really good uh, other than the, I mean, and, and it was so funny how her parents, or I guess it was her mom and brother. I don't know. The other guy that was there, the farmhand at the very least, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't have a name or, or anything, any descriptor. Um, but uh, the mom was all, was all about him. She's like, Oh yeah. Basketball. My favorite, my daughter, second favorite, you know? <laughs> um, and, you know, so I guess it, plays to the varsity blues dynamic of football is number one. And then family and religion are second and third. You pick the order. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, so the story I thought was really solid. Uh, like you said, no effects soundtrack was great. Um, the, the, along with the uh, like the, uh, the editing and uh, of the, of the different uh, scenes and um, you know, montages, totally eighties. Mm-hmm. totally Big okay time. with that yep. you know and and the but the not cheesy acting. but not cheesy Mm-mm. like it was done no, in not, a way that's yeah. part of the inspirational feel for mm-hmm. it yeah and they would they would intersperse those with you know time out huddle dialogue further the story a little bit mm-hmm. go back to because you're not going to film a full you know basketball game <laughs> right and then you know but but that and and i like that they didn't aside from the crowd we got spirit yes we do how about you crap that they filmed original footage they just that same kid with that different sport varsity jacket was and that girl with the hoop skirt was loud and proud uh every time they they cut to those uh those crowd shots but um you know the 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 attention to detail with the rules no three-point line was great uh the 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 different clock technology if you will you know, oh yeah we saw one or two digital scoreboards with digital clocks mm-hmm. or well they all had digital 
scoreboards, but the clocks, one of them was just a regular clock and one yeah. was a digital clock. And I mean, some of that was, was, it was, um, it was nice to see that attention to detail, not only of the rules uh, of basketball, but also of the environment, the atmosphere, the era, you know, yeah. and they're talking about yeah the era, the talking about different sizes of schools and, you know, just the fish out of water type thing too, when they get to the end of the, the movie where they go to the arena prior to the game and it's just cavernous, mm-hmm. you know, they have how many people cleaning different sections of bleachers, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, that's uh, intimidating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's more people that will fit in that arena than there are in their town and probably the neighboring towns combined. Um, you know, and everything else, I think, kind of flowed very well and, and fit, you know, near perfectly into the movie. So, uh, you know, I, I think I have to give this a rate this one really high. Everybody else under the sun has as well. Um, it's also preserved in the Library of Congress. Yeah. So not a bad, uh, not a bad thing. Um, I got to go four, seven, five on this one out of five. Nice, dude. I agree with you. That's four, seven, five for me as well. This is a movie again, like I loved it when I was a kid and I remember it being that kind of a really cool moment that you cheer for your, the team to make it and they do. And, and before I understood the phrase Cinderella story, right? Like that's what, you know, that's why I loved this movie. Um, watching it again as an adult, it still held it, man. It held the same magic. It This movie is very well executed. I feel like the writings is really good. You know, it's not too convoluted. Um, it's extremely inspirational. There are a lot of moments in it where there's slight setbacks or little bumps that are happening on this road to our, 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 you know, end result. Um, but it, it works. It doesn't feel like it's overdone. Like I made a comment saying it happens a lot in this movie and it's fine, but it doesn't feel like it's, it's too much. It feels like it feels natural in, in certain things that continue to happen. Almost like, Oh, finally we got past this. Now let's move forward. What? Oh God. Now he's getting a technical and he's getting kicked out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's these things that kind of come along. And so I think it kind of helps so that when you hit the end and they hit that last shot and it is a, rede- a, a redemption thing for a lot of the guys and for such a small team, it feels good. It feels like you were part of this journey with this small town and this small team. Um, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of characters here that whether you grew up in a small town or not, there's a lot of characters that are so familiar to anyone's life that you can relate to you, someone will have known they were either that person or they knew the kid that was too short to be on the team. Right. But was part of maybe the, the crew, maybe he did stats or maybe he, you know, he did, he was the towel boy. Uh, everybody knows or was the, the, you know, the person who was the one who takes the shot at the end of the game. Um, so many people can identify with having to play for a coach who had this strict, you know, I'm God here. My word is law kind of a feel. Do you know what I mean? Like, so there's so much in this that people can identify with. And, and dude, I loved it again, score amazing, you know, special effects, spectacular. Um, this film for me is it's right. There's a reason it's up there. This is a reason that people look to this film as one of those iconic kind of films, and especially for people who are into sports films, right? Like this is one of those that's up there with Rudy. Um, and, and imagine like the guy that did this two years later does Rudy, obviously it's going to be like that, but like it's, it has that feel. There's this thing that happens, um, you know, whether you're a fan of sports or not, there's a thing that happens when you're, cheering for the underdog and they overcome, you know, the mountain 
at the end. One of the things I like too, when we were talking about historical accuracies is you're talking about Midwestern America at this time where they want to make sure that the person that's coming in to coach their people is a good Christian man and believes in the Lord God and goes to church, right? So much so that this is the kind of school where every single game before the guys go out and play it, they have the preacher come in so that they can say a prayer. You know what I mean? So I, I like, I love those little kind of, of things too. Um, but yeah, man, this is, this, this movie for me is, is right up there. I love it. Um, I'm with you four, seven, five. Great, great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Agree. So there you go. There's Hoosiers. There's, there's one of the iconic sports movies in the book. We've got another movie coming up next. It has nothing to do with sports. No. This one's, um, but I'll draw a parallel to sports. Oh, I'll I want to see how here. you do this. Let's get here. So it's sports and the movie is entertainment that we're watching. So <laughs> do you remember in like 1999 when WWF rehired Jim Neidhart and they called him who and they put him under a hood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jerry Lawler made the who's in the ring jokes nonstop. I don't yeah, know who. Yeah. You tell me who. Well, we're watching next week. Nobody. Agent Mansell, FBI. I'm looking for old. What? Your ID is a badge. Expired by about 20 years. I'm pretty sure that ain't you in the photo. So. Who are you? I'm just a man. I was looking for someone. Yeah, well, you probably shouldn't flash cheese like that around here, bro. There are three types of people who, as you say, flash cheese. People who don't know any better, people who are seeking to intimidate, and people like me who wish with every fiber of their being that someone would try to take it from them. Uh... Thank you for your service. You too, old timer. So any takers? How can I help you? Send me in the direction of this person. Um, yeah, we're checking out the Bob Odenkirk film, Nobody. I heard about this a while ago. I saw the trailer when it was first coming out. And I remember when I first saw it, it was a trailer that like the first half of the trailer and the second half of the trailer are two different things. And I was just like, holy crap, right? Kind of like, like kind of like uh, Malignant. Oh, that was the whole movie. <laughs> Never mind. Like the first part of this trailer, you look at it and you're like, oh, this is going to be like a falling down type of movie, right? Like this guy keeps getting shit against him and, and shit on by society and people in his life that finally he's just had enough. Uh, but that's not what this movie is at all. Um, and it looks like it's going to be awesome. So I can't wait to see it. I, I really do enjoy when we watch movies where we both haven't seen it. So we can both come in with kind of fresh feels on, on what this is. And it's not influenced by past viewings. So this should be fun. We'll be checking out Nobody. Um, and it's definitely going to be about somebody. So anyway, all right, next week we're coming back. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, Sean, before we head out, you want to say anything? Uh, be nice to everybody. Don't be nice to nobody.
be excellent to each other. And now it's time to unsound screwballs.